You can clap. That's good. You know, as we think about that, and as we kind of transition to Sermon on the Mount here, the transition is really simple. (laughs) Because we've been listening to Jesus preach to us about what he's called us to do, what we're to be about, and it takes every single one of us to do that. But, you know, as I as I look around and as I think about all that we have been in as a culture, as a nation, as a city, as a world, um, I, I want to start with a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer this out loud, but maybe in your mind, in your heart, is I just wonder, is anyone tired yet? Is anyone tired? <laughs> is anyone kind of, let me say it this way, over it? I think we just all have been in that place. I, I know we have some of you that are like in the medical field and you're like, uh, yes, <laughs> I'm very tired. And, you know, if we were to go through each one of our stories, I would guess that all of us are tired for different reasons. But let me, let me push that one question farther. And let me just ask you, not only are you tired, but if you were to be really honest with me, I would ask you this. What are you worried about? What are you anxious about? Maybe you're lonely. We've been separated from so many of the people that mean something to us. Maybe you're lonely. I know some of you that are watching online haven't been with us for months. And we recognize that that's difficult. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe there's fear that's crept in just as you've watched things unravel in the world. And as we kind of play with that and think about all the things that there are to be concerned about. I want to bring you back to the words that Jesus had in Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 25. So if you have a Bible, you can meet me there. If you're taking notes, I'll have just a couple things for you to write down as we wind things up here. But as we think about where our country is politically, where our world is with this invisible enemy, this virus that has caused a lot of fear, there's a lot of confusion, we don't totally know exactly what's happening, we're praying for you know, cures and things in that regard. There, There's a lot that we could be worried about. And that's just on top of whatever's going on in your personal life. Which that's not lost on me either. Wherever you are. But my question, when I approached this text this week, and as I was thinking about you and thinking about where Everything is and all that we've learned through the Sermon on the Mount from Jesus to this point. How do we cut through the noise? How do you cut through the distractions that are literally all around you at all times? A lot of times thanks to this. But also just in life. This is the reality. We, we are not as we should be. We live in a broken world with broken people, including ourselves. And we need 
something outside of ourselves to come. And so what we've been looking at is the fact that Jesus is our vision. Jesus is our hope. We fix our eyes there because he brings a different righteousness to your life. That as he calls you to be salt and light, that that he will orchestrate those things and then he will be there with you in those places. And so if Jesus is King of Kings, if he is Lord of Lords, that's going to affect the way we think, the way we feel, the way we operate. And I want to just go straight into what Jesus says here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Because he goes right to where we're at. <laughs> straight into it. Because here's what he says, starting in verse 25. He says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. How we do in church. <laughs> Don't worry about your life. Can I just tell you as your pastor, I have failed. I get an F on that test. I just, I mean, let's talk about the last year. We don't have to go that that far. Let's talk about the last three months. I have worried about my life. Have you? I've worried about my life. In so many different ways. But let's hear Jesus out. Don't worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Isn't there more to life than food? And more to the body than clothing. Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable than they are? I really believe that maybe some of us sitting here this morning. Or some of us watching online don't believe that. You don't believe you're more valuable than them. Maybe to the people around you, but more importantly to God. And if that's you, if you're sitting here today and you don't feel that way, I just want you to know that the God of the universe who hung the stars in the sky, who orchestrated your life to this point, who has brought you through everything that he's brought you through, wants you to know that he loves you and that you are more valuable to him than those things that he created. What a powerful word that you have value, that you are worth it because God says you are. And I want you to know that. Verse 27 asks a great question. Jesus asks a great question. And which of you, by worrying, can add even one hour to his life? Can I get an amen in church? Have you ever had a whole conversation with somebody in your head before you met with them? Anybody? I'm not the only one. I know you better than that. I mean, just you've played through something. You've, you've conjured it up to be this massive thing. And then you have that conversation and they're miles from where you were at. <laughs> We've all done that. We've all done that. And Jesus says, which of us by adding worry to our life are adding any value in time? We're not. We're not. Why do you worry about clothing? Think about the flowers of the field and how they grow. They don't work or spin. 
Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was clothed like one of these. Man. And if this is how God clothes the wild grass, which is here today and tomorrow is tossed into the fire to heat the oven, won't he clothe you even more? You of little faith. And I don't think that's a condescending thing that Jesus is saying. I imagine Jesus getting down on a knee like I would with my kid and saying, listen, you don't know all the things that I know. If I was to look my four-year-old in the eye, you don't know all the things that I know, but you're very worried about a lot of things. But I want you to know that I, daddy has it under control. I have it under control. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be anxious. Because daddy's here. And I just want some of you to know, all of us to know, that God the Father feels that way about you. That with all the things happening, mental health is a massive issue in our world. It's very real. Maybe some of us are even struggling with it. I just want you to know that your Father in Heaven knows where you lack faith and He loves you in that place. And He'll meet you in that place. Just like He does the flowers of the field. What a powerful moment. And so Jesus continues, He says, So then don't worry saying, What will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the unconverted pursue these things. And here's this, and your heavenly father knows that you need them. He knows exactly what you need. And he's making provision for you to be taken care of. But with all of that said, what does Jesus, if he's Lord of your life, and I don't take that for granted, I recognize that maybe today you're watching or you're in the room and you've never surrendered your life to the Lord. You might believe that there's a God, but the Bible says even demons believe that there's a God. That there's a, there's a line that has to be crossed where Jesus becomes Lord. Where his kingdom is your kingdom. Where you cross that line of faith, where you surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, where he's the, the one in charge. And so if you're not there, I just want you to know that some 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ went to the cross on this earth as a man, fully God, fully man, to pay the penalty for your sin and mine. And that the scripture is very clear that if you will just bow your knee to Jesus, which I'm, I get it, that's the most difficult part of the whole thing in our culture and society. But if you will bow the knee, the scripture says, if you will... Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that he has been raised from the dead. You will be saved and your life will never be the same. And I invite you to do that right now. Whether you're in the room or whether you're watching online or you'll watch this later or listen to it on a podcast. Wherever you are within the sound of my voice, that's the most important thing you can do. Is to put your life in Christ. Is he calling you to that? But then as he wraps things up here, he really gives us 
the nuts and bolts of where you and I are at in life. Look at verse 33. It says this, but above all, why don't you lift up your voice and say above all? Because this is where the rubber meets the road. If you're watching online, maybe you want to type it in just so that you're participating. Because this is where the rubber meets the road above all. That's everything else in your life that you're worried about. Because you see some of the things that we're worried about, we've created. Some of the sins we struggle with, we've surrendered to. And the Bible is clear that you don't have to submit again to a yoke of slavery. Because in Christ, you are free and you can tell your struggles that. That you have a God who is greater than all of those things. And that there's freedom in Christ. So above all, what? If I'm worried about all these things and then Jesus himself is going to look you in the eye and say, above all of those things, do these two things. If you're taking notes, I want you to write these down. He says, above all, I want you to pursue two things. His kingdom and his righteousness. Not yours, not your kingdom. <laughs> Not my kingdom, not your righteousness or your good works or your good name or your fame or your things, his. And see, if you're not a follower of Christ or maybe even if you are, but you've been wandering, that's going to feel like a hard word, <laughs> isn't it? Stop doing the things that you want to do. Nobody likes to hear that. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. But what does Jesus say? Above all, pursue his kingdom and his righteousness. And what's the very next line? And all of these other things will be given to you as well. Why? Because it's a trust factor. Am I going to trust? Are you going to trust in yourself? Or the Lord. And that's good preacher talk. But can I just be real with you. That every day of your life. The devil's going to meet you in that place. With that decision. And he's going to tempt you. To believe that you have better interests for yourself. Than he does. Every day of your life. Like clockwork. Count on it. That's why we studied a few weeks ago. Seek what? First the kingdom of God. Why? Because any leeway for the devil is going to find it. And you and I know that. We know that because we live that. Don't we? Amen? We just be honest with each other. We just be honest. We live in that place. And so Jesus says, kingdom over everything. If you take nothing away from this today other than that, it's kingdom over everything. If... God moves you out of one role and into another like Mallory and Amber talked to you about. Praise God. If God calls me to some other place on some other part of this world, praise God. He's not. Don't get panicked. <laughs> I love this place. No matter what. 
kingdom over everything. Above all, pursue his kingdom and his righteousness. And then Jesus leaves us with this. And Kevin's going to come up and he's going to lead us in a song that I believe is going to speak to you. That I think is right for this moment as you consider this idea that you would put God's kingdom over everything. Here's what he says. If you're going to do that, so then, verse 34, again, we're back where we started. Do not worry. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. There's a reason last week we talked about money. And this week Jesus says, hey, by the way, don't worry about tomorrow. Man, we're good at making plans. Mallory spoke to that. Where we we get all the things just right and adjusted and comfortable. And then God drops something on us to mess it all up. Because he loves you. Because <laughs> he loves you. And he wants you to, above all, pursue his kingdom and his righteousness. What does that look like for you today? Because he says, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. And by the way, he ends this. Today has enough trouble of its own. Can I get an amen in church? <laughs> Can I get an amen online? Yeah. We, we live that reality. But the reality that many of us are not living in right now is we've surrendered our mind. We've surrendered our fears to the things that are happening around us instead of fixing our eyes above us on the one who has everything under control. And pursuing above all his kingdom and his righteousness, which, by the way, are completely free. And this one way love that comes from God, he loves you in spite of you. You're going to mess all of this up that I just talked about. And he already knows that. But he's a good father and he loves you. And so we're going to we're going to stand if you're in the room and we're going to sing this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. He's called you. He's redeemed you. He's saved you. He's clothed you in Christ, the Bible says. And he's sealed you with the Holy Spirit who's living inside of you. You've got to fix your gaze off of you and onto him. So let's together, church, whether you're online or watching, right here in the room. Let's together as a church take that step of faith and decide right now, above all, His kingdom and His righteousness. Kingdom over everything. Kevin's going to lead us in this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will 
church let's pray God thank you for that word we don't have time to turn back what's gone is gone and your words very clear your brother actually Jesus wrote that our life is but a vapor here for a little while and then gone and we have lived that sting of death Praise be to you because you have tasted that death on our behalf and conquered it so that we might have life and life to the full. And so Jesus, we're fixing our eyes right now. We're deciding right now to fix our eyes on you. Holy Spirit, we need your help. We need your power that you've promised. That you would never leave us nor forsake us. That as we go and make disciples, that you'll be with us to the end of the age. That we're sealed with your power. And that above all, we can pursue your kingdom and your righteousness. Help us to trust that. Help us to believe that. I pray for anyone that does not know you that might hear this message that you would draw them to yourself that you would save them that they would hear and believe good news today that you love them and gave yourself for them that they might have life in you we're not confused Lord we can do nothing apart from you as your word says and so I pray right now that you would empower your people we are one body with many different ministries but as one body in all of those ministries we recognize that above all we're pursuing your kingdom and your righteousness and that that's actually the best news possible so we love you Jesus we're thankful we praise your name you're the King of kings and Lord of lords. Be with us this week. Give us opportunities to serve our city, to share good news, because we love you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.